0: We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nkhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night and We Are Women, Beauty Redefined. If you've been part of our community for a while, you know that I am a huge fan of self-care, feeling and looking our best from the inside out. I am so excited to share with you part of my own wellness journey with a wonderful studio that truly focuses on you becoming your healthiest self inside and out. This podcast episode is sponsored by Olivia Wellness, a wellness studio that I've been going to for close to a year now, and I'm a huge fan of. We all want to feel and look our best from the inside out. That means glowing skin, a healthy immune system, increased energy, and less bloating and inflammation. Olivia Wellness is a wellness studio located in Herald Square in Hoboken, New Jersey, dedicated to detoxification and self-care with services in colon hydrotherapy and lymphatic drainage. Colon hydrotherapy is used to eliminate toxins, leading to a healthier body and reduced inflammation from the inside out. Paired with Olivio's signature 60-minute lymphatic drainage massage, and you're in for a relaxing day of detoxing. You deserve to feel your best. Visit oliviawellness.co. That's A-L-I-V-I-O-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot C-O and use code Carmela10 for $10 off an individual service. I am so excited to have Galit Twiner on tonight's podcast. Galit is the owner and inspiration behind the Kitty Chic and Adele brands. Kitty Chic is most known for its affordable and stylish children's clothing at modest prices for all. Galit started Adele because as her daughters got older, she realized that there was a lack in the market for affordable clothing for teenagers and young adults. During this episode, Galit shared her journey with fashion starting from a young age and shared how she grew From being a non-believer in taking on Kirishik to growing it to the huge and successful operation it is today with over 30 retail locations in Israel and 12 locations in the U.S. She spoke about where she got her fashion sense from and offered great advice on raising girls with a healthy body image who feel beautiful and confident in their own skin. She spoke about the evolution of her brand's growth how she works to stay in a joyful place, and why being happy is so important and it's one of the foundations of life's success. She also offered great advice for business owners and social media users and tangible ideas and mindset shifts to put into action today. Let's dive on in.
1: Full of energy. Um, very social. a uh, People person. Love fashion love loved still love fashion and only daughter very, a very very committed to my friends very committed to my family a good girl I was a good girl <laughs> too good I had two brothers sandwiched between two boys so I was I grew up in a house full of boys but I was a good girl I really was I was a social butterfly that was the word I should have used to begin with a people person loved being my high school years besides for my married life and for my children I would have to say that my high school years were the best years of my life loved being with my friends going going to school every day and being together with my friends doing the same thing um, I'm probably a salesperson by by nature I my, my parents were in jewelry for over 35 years I used to go to the jewelry shows I worked for my father i I think I, have a, I had a great eye. Um, I love older people. I love talking to older people. Um, I'm a people person. I know I keep saying that, but I That's am true. an ultimate yeah. people person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can vouch for that.
0: Because also, I remember when I first met you, I, um, I didn't know anyone at that get-together. It was like this influencer. You remember, remember that? that? <laughs> yeah. Those it feels are like with COVID, it feels like eons ago. Totally, totally. But it must have been about four years ago at this point, right? It was a while ago. Yeah. So you were so warm and welcoming and just so friendly. And that was, it was so nice. So yeah, I definitely um, experienced that people person aspect of your nature. Um, so you you mentioned that you loved fashion. Is that, is that what, you know, got you into creating, well, you created a fashion brand, but then you, but you bought Kitty Chic, right. And then built
1: it up. So let's talk about that. Talk about the journey. So the journey, first of all, as an only child, my mother, I, I have to credit this, my fashion sense to my mother, my mother, uh, for better or for worse. My husband always says, Hey, yes, he to thank my mother for this or, or not. But as, again, as an only girl, my mother was very into fashion and my grandmother was so in, they lit a lot of fashion. Even if I went to communities where nobody cared, I cared. I wasn't looking at anybody else. <laughs> I just like to like to always be pretty anyway, starting out, I worked in the jewelry industry and, um, Kitty sort of fell into our laps. And I have to be honest, I I wasn't even like a firm believer in it in the beginning. When my husband, it was, it was brought through a mutual friend. My husband actually was in the Safras business. He was dealing with antique Judaica. And um he actually sold one of the oldest Sifre at Sotheby's, which is now at Keva Rachel by the oh, wow. FYI. Um, the person who bought it donated it to Kever Rachel. And then through mutual family and friends, it was it was given to to set with my husband I you know at first I didn't know if it would go anywhere our first store was a pop-up in Lakewood um we were literally handwriting receipts like (laughs) we opened it up as a pop-up we didn't know if it was going to go anywhere what it was going to be and we were literally standing there handwriting receipts I guess I started to get involved slowly, slowly. I guess I didn't know, like being, I I guess I could dub us the Jewish Zara's. I didn't know how people would accept it. I grew up also buying only high-end clothing. My mother took me to the highest-end clothing stores in Brooklyn, and that's where she shopped for me. So I didn't know how people would accept buying moderately priced clothes. But to my surprise, I think people weren't just happy about it they were sending us notes and messages via social media via emails thanking us how now they could afford to to buy for their entire families whether they were two three four five six seven eight nine ten kids in the family that they were able to afford to buy the clothes i think we've evolved i think we've changed the face of of moderately priced fashion especially in the jewish and the jewish orthodox circles um, I mean, obviously we cater to everybody, we cater to everybody right now, but I think we, we definitely made it cool to dress modestly and, um, not have, not have to pay a fortune for it. Um, obviously we're in the business now here in America for over 10 years. It's an Israeli brand and the, the brand itself has 35 plus stores in Israel, but here we have about 10 with, with Kitty, Sheik and Adele, probably 10, 11, 12 stores. And um, we've we've evolved over the years from where we started, from where we are now, we are probably a different brand. We have more brands to our name and we're constantly looking to evolve and to grow. And as my, as my personal journey through it, I got involved somewhere in the middle in terms of the social media. Honestly, I didn't know where I fell. I didn't know where I wanted to be. And um, I literally woke up one morning and I told my husband, listen, I'm going to take this over, this part of the business. Do not get involved with me. Do not tell me what to do, what not to do. I am making those decisions and he was all for it. And I, I I, think I did take Kitty Chic, even Israel. I think I took Kitty Chic. People who never walked into Kitty Chic Israel, all of a sudden they're like, oh, what is this place? And um, we've changed them too. And we've changed a lot along the way. I mean, I'm not one of the designers per se, but I actually appreciate being one of the insiders where I get to say, Yes, no, maybe so. It's getting harder because we've grown between Kitty Chic and Adele. Adele is our team, line, And um, I'm still along that journey. I know. I'm a late bloomer. I always was. (laughs) So I got a little bit into it late in the game, but it's okay because I'm still here (laughs) and I'm not done yet. (laughs) Right,
0: right. And everyone loves you for that, by the way. People love watching your stories You've really incorporated yourself. It's really a personal brand. It's like, you're the face of Kitty Chic
1: and Adele. I hate saying yes, because when people come over to me and they say like, oh my gosh, we follow you. Literally, they're walking on 13th, 16th Avenue yesterday in Bar Park. It sounds like, oh my gosh, can I see your Shia La Carresteer necklace? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, sure. And she was like, giving me all this, like how she knows and what she knows. Um, I became the face of the brand, but I really did it generically. Like, I didn't think about it. I just literally... Just went about my business and did it very organically, very naturally, because I think that's what people relate to. I am, a, being the type of brand that I am, I a little bit had the the pressure off of me that I could do that. Like I can also, I, I, I can be organic. If I come on my stories with a kerchief on my head and not full of makeup, it's okay. And I do that, you know, I, I'm not perfect all the time. I, and And I like that I'm not perfect all the time because who is perfect all the time? Right. And I did change, I am the face of the brand and I think I'm relatable, which made the brand very relatable. True, yes, yes, I agree. So
0: as the face of the brand, what are some struggles that you've encountered being easily recognizable in our in our small community?
1: Doesn't bother me at all. First of all, I think I live in a I live personally in a neighborhood where people know me from, I grew up in, I live in Staten Island and I grew up here. So people know me from when I was little. So I at where I live, I have absolutely no pressure. I am who I am. I still they still know me for my indecisive decisions. <laughs> or wherever I am, there, I have no pressure here whatsoever. I I guess I have the advantage of that because we are we have physical stores in a lot of the Jewish communities, especially the ones here in the tri-state area, where between Muncie, Lakewood, Brooklyn, I feel like I know every community. Um, I don't know, I feel like uh, it doesn't bother me. I mean, people that people recognize me, it's okay. But people people come over to me if they want to, they say hello to me, They uh, um, and I like when they say hello to me instead of just staring and whispering. But they, I think most people most people welcome me with open I never had an incident where I felt bad about it. I don't really, honestly, I don't think about it. I think that's why my Instagram social media works. Right. I don't do stories and like say, oh my gosh, Obviously, if I didn't do a good job, I'll stop it and do it again. <laughs> but I don't think about it. I don't think about it much. I just do it.
0: Right. But do it for feeling like self-conscious because people right recognize you. Like, do you feel like you have to dress a certain way, especially because you have a fashion brand? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, 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 I obviously have to be dressed well, but I think I've always dressed well. I don't dress differently. I dress the same. No, I don't. I dress the same. I am who I am. I I'm still the same. I mean, will I run out in a t-shirt and a, and a kerchief to Brooklyn? No, I guess subconsciously I think about that, but also I think as I age and my girls are getting older, I would have to be a certain way anyway. So, um, I was always into fashion. So for me, that's like second nature. I mean, I'm the go-to for fashion for a lot of people that I know, you know, I don't call myself a blogger cause I'm not. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, and I happen to be happy that I'm not because I wouldn't want those pressures that they have. It's a lot of work and I give them a lot of credit to do what they do, but I don't feel that I have to be on show as much as probably a full-time blogger does right. or influencer. I'm using the right word because I don't know what word I'm supposed to be using today.
0: Sorry, <laughs> either one works. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, you are come from a much more organic, like letting it
1: flow, kind of energy. You know, I mean, it is challenging for me because now I do have Kitty Sheik and Adele. So Kitty Chic, for those that don't know, is my kids line, and my Adele is my teen is my young Adele teen line. So I do have my daughter. Probably helps me the most. It's funny. I can't. It, my my biggest challenge is probably how do I separate myself between the two because if I already built myself up on my account now, how do I do Adele? And I don't want it to be the same. So it's hard for me to separate that. And that's my, probably one of my challenges that I have now mm-hmm. of how to keep them independent and how to keep them unique for what they are. Interesting. Yes. That makes sense. Kirishika already was an established brand when we started. I just took it from, let's say, one level, I took it to a different level, and we keep building on that those levels. Adele was a totally um, new brand that we created for the USA market. And it's it was a new brand. It was Adele was born here. So Kitty Sheik was born actually in Israel. Actually, yes, it was actually born in Israel <laughs> many years ago. And it you know, wasn't it was started by a Chabad couple at the time. So it's, but it's evolved tremendously since they started it. Right. Adele, sure. bottom line is Adele. I was able to pick that. We were able to pick the name Kitty Chic. I had no leverage. I remember when we started Kitty Chic, I said to my partner, I'm like, can we change that? Like the logo or something? Cause like, it looks a little Toys R Us-y. He's like, <laughs> cause he cannot recreate the wheel. Like that's what it is. So Adele, we had the power to do that at Kitty Chic. We did not.
0: Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So interesting. But I did, I, I
1: I did change it up a little bit. I changed it to one color sometimes and I'm able to I think people recognize our logo already for what it is. It doesn't matter what color it is at this point. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. 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 So as, as a fashion brand owner, you know, I'm sure you see a lot of women come into your store with, with their daughters and um, you know, some of them might be struggling with their self-image. And, and you know this because you, I'm sure you hear comments, you hear people talking in the dressing room. So what advice would you give you know, other moms t- to help raise daughters who feel confident and beautiful in their own skin?
1: Well, body image obviously is a very big issue. And I think social media has magnified it so much more even than it was. Like everything else in life, like every social issue out there, I think social media magnified everything. That being said, everybody—I de- feel like everybody deals with stresses, whether it's body image, whether it's uh, mental image, whether it's um, whatever anybody deals with. People deal with things all the time. In our regards, we try to be, you know, inclusive, you know, with with and try to to be there for every body type. Now, you know, in Kitty Chic for example, since let's say most of the d- designing is done in Israel, we do have, you know, we are doing more here in America, but we do, we try to keep it in mind for for, you know, certain certain clothes will fit better on the on the skinnier girl, certain certain clothes will fit better on boy or girl by the way. Certain clothes <laughs> certain clothes will fit better on the taller girl, the shorter girl and and vice versa. So we do we we do create that collection for everybody we also work, i think i think what we have is kitty chic as a benefit we're not working with one designer we probably have like about eight to ten designers everybody with their own taste and everybody with their own body images of how they imagine things so i think that's why when people come into a kitty chic it's not nobody could say that they are a certain type because we're not a certain type we so we we may have that kitty chic logo or the hadas logo or a melange logo but we have so many designers working on different things that they mostly everybody could find what they're looking for in our store because different tastes, different, um, different fits. I think we cater to it all. And it is, it's important to, to be happy within your own skin. I always say that even when somebody puts on a dress, I look at them. My most important thing is when I, when somebody takes me with them shopping, I look at their face to see how they react. Obviously, if I hate the dress on them, I'll say right away, okay, that's hideous because right. I'm honest. But if it's between three or four dresses that they're all nice, I look to see how the person reacts, right? When they put on a dress, if they feel pretty in that dress, they, they look gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's the, the way you feel in a, in a dress, it comes from within. You know, if you feel pretty, you're gonna, you're gonna project something pretty. You could be wearing the prettiest dress, but if you hate the way you look, it's gonna project, And you know that with yourself too, I think when you look in the mirror and you, 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 you know, when you look good and you know, when you feel good and most of the time you're going to project that and vice versa, if you're unsure with the way you look, you're going to project that too. So I think um, self-confidence is key and then finding the right dress. That's going to make, that's going to make you feel good in your own skin. Yeah, absolutely. So, how do
0: you have any advice for moms? Being that I'm sure you've heard like you hear conversations of how to talk to their daughters to help kind of cultivate that that self-esteem and you know body confidence.
1: What advice would I give to a mother that uh, how to build up that confidence? First of all, I know I shouldn't say this, but I would probably limit their social media as much as I can if it's possible. Because the things that people see out there are so fake so that's so that's step 1 step 2 everybody's beautiful with the way they are everybody's born with um different body types some people are born bigger bones some people are born smaller bones you know we 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 all have different faces right no two faces are alike no no two bodies are alike and every the, the key is your personality your self confidence to build that up um Probably if, you know, as a mother, when you take your, your kids to the store, I think a good piece of advice is if they're old enough, say, listen, you know what, I'm leaving the store right now. You pick out a couple of dresses and then at the end, call me back and tell me which five or four or three or two or one dress that you like the most and tell me. I think I feel like as my girls got older, I have to step away and see what they like. And obviously, even if, you know, there's times where I think my daughter wears a dress and I'll be like, oh my God, in my head, I really don't like that. So... I'll try to say it to them in a, in a, in a positive way without affecting their, their body image. But sometimes everybody has things that make that work better for their bodies, you know? Right. So I think it's to, to emphasize on the positives and help them feel good, even about the neck. I mean, nobody has the perfect nose or the perfect the perfect chin. Everybody has something that they may not like about themselves. And there's always a way to dress that will make it work better. So I think the key is to teach them how to dress for their body type. And there's no one or wrong body type. Every influencer and every blogger is different because there's some are tall, some are short, some are, you know, everybody, every, I think to teach your child that to accept themselves for who they are and, and accept the differences that we all have. We all have different faces. We all have different personalities. We all have different bodies. And that's why there's so many choices out there what to buy.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. The not the, you know, not comparing yourself to others and to realize that we're all different. Those are such great points that you brought up because I think that if people tra- stop trying to be the same and
1: look the same, it would change the way that they felt about themselves. You know what I mean? I think that um, you should know personally, I like, I never like to go shopping with friends, by the way. I, I'm not a friend shopper. I like to go shopping myself or my mother, probably, you know, she's not so much here with me now, but I personally like to shop. You know why? I trust myself the best and I trust my own instincts the most. So, and I love to go shopping when people ask me to go shopping, but it's funny when I do go shopping with friends, I'm solely for them. I'm not doing it for myself. I like to shop for myself. I like to, when I look in the mirror, I know if I feel good and I look good and I don't need anybody to influence and tell me it's not good. It is good. I know what I look good and I think, I think self-acceptance is key and to know and self-worth. And we all have things that we need to deal with in life in terms of how we accept. And sometimes there are those people that do need that assurance from other people of what to wear and how to wear. But again, I think um, being comfortable in your own skin and how to make yourself look better or how to make yourself feel better in the way you look. Everybody's right. beautiful and everybody has something beautiful about them. It's just learning to accentuate what you feel is pretty if you feel you have beautiful eyes accentuate that or if you feel you have beautiful hair work it everybody needs to work their positives
0: because everybody has
1: and everybody has positives there's not one person out there that does not have positives right no you're totally right it wasn't by the way it wasn't the prettiest the prettiest girls or the tallest girls or the the best girls that got married first in life just saying it's 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 never both ways i've seen both ways the pretty girls the 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 not as pretty girls and it's funny there were not some not as pretty girls but they were so beautiful inside that they shine through and it doesn't mean how you're going to finish in life and where you're going to be the most important is accepting yourself and accepting who you are and being happy my husband always says when he gives a bracha first bracha hap, i wish you happiness because if you're happy you have everything that's so true I and love when that. you're mis- and when you're miserable nothing is going to make you happy
0: Yes. And we've all seen people like that. Right. Both. Yeah. You,
1: everybody goes through hard times. Yeah. You know, you know, we all have times when we feel down and, you know, I remember even times when I was down, I was like, let's go shopping, you know what? And I love shopping, but shopping didn't cut it even like it's, it didn't make me happy. So I think, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy, that's what you need to do. And that's what you need to work on. And I'm telling that to myself as I say that to you, by the way.
0: Right, right. No, you're totally right. Right. Like, I've seen both sides of it. You know, the days that I feel really happy and, you know, good energy, everything is just, even like small little struggles aren't a big deal. And the days that I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like in the worst mood, you know, nothing. Nothing is is good. Like nothing, even when good things happen to you, you're just like whatever. I just want to go to sleep, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, right. And sometimes, as a friend, it's probably you know people always want to be around the happy people. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to be around the not so happy people, but it's so if you as long as you have a good balance, and to be there for somebody when they're they're happy and they're sad, and obviously no extreme is good, but um, everybody has their moments, and everybody needs that friend, and everybody needs that. That assurance and um, life is give and take.
0: You grow up with such a confident, I don't know, like in regards to the way you, you dress, like you're so confident about that. Was that part of, and, and your body, right? So was that like parenting stuff, like from your mom, like, or
1: the way? Yes, you, you know, I, I didn't think until you asked me that question, I don't really think about it. My, my, my mother never, ever said to me, don't eat that ever there was, we have, we had a, we had a cabinet, like a cabinet in my house with Nash My mother never told me, don't eat that, don't eat that. Or why are you eating that? And we, we didn't have a, we grew up, we didn't know what a scale was. We did not have a scale in my house. So when people talk about weight in terms of like numbers, I'm like, who cares what a number is? Like, do you look good in that dress? That's like, that should be your, doesn't matter if the number is 110, 120, 130, 140. It doesn't, who cares what the number is? When you put on a dress, you look good. I don't care if it's 160 or 100. Exactly. So then it doesn't matter if you're 160 or 180 or 200 or I don't even know a number because numbers do not matter. So I grew up in a home where numbers never mattered. My mother loved me unconditionally. So some sometimes felt a, it. I felt I felt it. I think to a point where it sometimes was a little bit stifling because I had this expectation on me as an only as an only girl also to be the good girl always. Um, but I really had unconditional love and um, also being respectful. I think that was very important to my mother. When you walk into a room, you say hello. I think that helped my social skills. When you walk into a room, you say hello to people. You go over to the older people in shul. I had to go to my grandmother sitting in the front row in shul and I had to say hello first and I had to say hello to all her friends. And if I wouldn't, that was a bad thing. If I walked into a car, into a carpool, I would make sure to say good morning and thank you. Not just walk into a car and be like, you know, whatever. Those days we didn't have phones, but um, you know I didn't think of that. I have to thank my mother later. I mean, I really think that she she gave me that. My mother's strong Hungarian background. I don't know if you know Hungarian mothers, but yes. Um, fashion, being polite and being respectful was very important. Not watching what I ate and. I mean, of course, you need to watch for yourself for good health. I'm not, that's not what I mean, not watching what you eat. I have to be careful right, what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying just in terms of um, nobody ever told me, like, not to eat this and not to eat that. And I went to school. I had the biggest nosh bag in my whole class. I mean, I had friends whose mother sent them carrot sticks and cucumber sticks. And guess what, though? I would bring a second snack for her. <laughs> so her <laughs> mother, My mother would send me two snacks, one for me and one for this friend because her mother sent her carrot sticks. So, um, I guess unconditional, really unconditional love. And um, I was always beautiful, even to the pictures. Where like to my mother, I'm saying I was always gorgeous. Even when I look back at pictures, I'm like, how could you let me walk out like that? I was like, what do you mean? You were gorgeous. I'm like, gorgeous. Did you see my frizzy hair with the with the big wing and like those in the '80s when they had like those punky Brewster pink socks? and, And you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But I've like, seen pictures. Right. You've seen pictures. I'm like, how could you let me out of the house like that? And she never once ever told me, my mother, um, you don't look good. I don't think I ever heard that line. Or um I was always beautiful. I was the best. And I was to, to my mother, I'm saying, everybody. All right. Yeah. I was to my mother, <laughs> I was the best. I was the prettiest. And um I think that gave me, that gave me. I think that gave me such a confidence. And I think my mother was always also had, was in business with my father, but she also always instilled into me how important it is for a woman to have her own bank accounts and to have her own self-worth. And um, I think my mother is so proud of me that I'm doing it. And she doesn't tell me that all the time, by the way, that's another part of being a Hungarian mother. They don't say that all the time, but um she helped create like her, like what she was upset about within her. I think she sees in me that I am. And, um, I think I'm about to cry now, but I think she's so proud of me. It was hard for her to see that I, that I, that I was able to do that. And there were some growing pains with that, but I think my mother is so proud, but I also have to be, to thank that. My mother put that into me and my father, my father was a, master salesperson at the time and I think I get that from him too. So I do have to say that to him. But um <laughs> I think I got, I think also I was an only girl. I had to prove to my brothers and my everybody like I could do this guys. So I think when I had that aha moment where like they all looked at me and they're like, oh look at her go, you know. But um I had to prove myself and I had to show them that I could do it too. And I did. I did. Yes. I did.
0: definitely did.
1: (laughs) And um it was a drive for me. Like, but they they when they looked at me, I'm like, you know, I'm the only girl and like they're they're the men, they're the boys, they could do it. I could do it too. And I could do it better. (laughs) And I love them. I love them. They're amazing, my brothers, and I'm very close to them. But um I think I respect them. I think they respect me, and I think I surprised them along the way. So um, I think giving my kids also that that they are the best that you know I don't know about those people that say no you should tell your children when they do something wrong that's fine yes you could tell them when they're doing things wrong but you have to still hear into your kids that they are amazing yeah because everybody's amazing yeah.
0: right right no I think that could you imagine what the world would be like if all moms were like your mom and you're probably the same way like tell you know well you are because you just said it but um you know, just constantly give giving positive reinforcement to their daughters, how, but like we don't have the amount of eating disorders and body image, just, you know, issues that we have.
1: It's terrible. Yeah. I, I well, I think again, you know, there's so many new aggressors or pressures that, that the that children today, women, girls have today that they didn't have yesterday. And it makes the job harder as a mother. and It makes the job harder as a friend or a sister. And I think Trying to be step in game. Sometimes I need to remind myself, you know, like when I start to say certain things, I have to feel like I have to hold myself back. And the kids are much smarter today than they were then, and they also know what's what's what what you shouldn't be saying and what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, balance. I guess you have to learn to really balance a lot more today than you did yesterday. Sure. And I'm a little scared yeah. for the next generation because life is going so fast. Um, but. Um, I guess we have to wait and see and try to do our best and see where it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have no other option.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how, how do you, how do you work to stay in that, you know, have like joyful place? Do you, are you looking to self-care? Like what do you do to, to stay there?
1: How do I do? So I have my moments. Um, I have actually a best friend now that's moving And it's so hard on me. I don't know if she's listening now or not, (laughs) or or she will be, but I have a very good friend of mine is moving and it's been, and I know about it for the past couple of months. It's so hard on me. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge how I, how I move forward and how I accept And We all have our, our, our challenges Um, on the outside. I try to be always happy, you know, I don't think I show on social media. I'm not the type that shows everything on social media. I do not show the times where I'm honest. I'm not showing the times where I'm crying or I'm sad or right. I'm down. Thanks. Honestly, I don't think people really care to see that. And, you know, I'm very careful. I am careful what I show on social media. I'm not showing. I don't show, I don't think I show only glamorous because life is not only glamorous, but I don't show the times where I'm, I'm aggravated because my 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 son or daughter didn't do well on a test or or he got called out at recess. I, I don't share that part. I, I I try to balance what I do show. I think I also have a benefit because i'm I do have a Galit Weiner account, but I'm not that active on it. i I am I have a brand that I represent, and I think I'm careful to respect the brand um, by giving tidbits of my personal life because I am the face. But I think I know how to control control it. I think sure. I think I think it, it is, that is also another challenge that I have of when to wheel it back in and when to, when to let it go. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, also, mean, have my, I also have my daughters are cheerleading like, Ma, you did not just say that or you did not just do that, you know? <laughs> I just had an incident. I don't know if you were following. My daughter went into a local store. Um, I won't say where. And they came over to her and they said, are you the daughter of Kitty Chic? And she says, yes, my 16-year-old daughter. And they, they said, well, we'd rather you not shop here. And she was mortified. And she literally went into to shop for camp. camp. Um, this specific store sells brand name things, so they buy and sell. She was mortified. And I, I think I brought it, I thought I brought it to Instagram and I think everybody was mortified about it. I think it was, it's terrible because again, when somebody wants to copy, it's very easy. They don't need to go to one specific store. I'm saying they can do it if they want to. They don't need one specific place. I think it was very uncalled for, but again, I can not change people and um, I feel sorry that they feel that way, but I'm saying at the end, I brought it to Instagram and my daughter was like, Ma, you did not just say that. I said, no, I didn't say like this. And you know what? I think it was, a, it was a, actually a great conversation. So I'm yeah. careful with what I, what I post and um, I try to keep it balanced. Right. No, actually, I saw that story
0: because someone else, I was just scrolling through a few stories. I, it was one of those days that I was not really on social media. Someone else had posted your story. And I'm like, wait, what happened with Khalid? So I went to your account and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's how I found out about it. It's terrible. Right. Also, if you wanted to copy them, you could have just sent in someone anonymous who they would never have known who they are. But whatever, it's ridiculous Um, and embarrassing. They should really be ashamed of themselves. No, they're
1: not. I don't think they're even so much, uh, if they're on social media, I don't think they care. They're just, it just was, It's I do feel that way sometimes when I go to stores. I feel like I can't, That by the way, that's when I get recognized the most, when I go into stores. And I think that's where it's hard for me like, like I, I think I went into Long Island to the store and the owner came over to me she was very nice but I felt like defensive and I was like I like oh well, my my daughter's here because she's looking for things that we don't have I'm like Shani Rifki say hi and they were very nice but I think <laughs> I'm self-conscious but just to put it out there I do shop at other places and it's not everything that I have it's not like I have like a store that sells everything everything so obviously I shop so if some of those stores don't accept me, listen, we have Saks, we have Neiman Marcus, we have Bergdorf's <laughs> and Bloomingdale's. I guess it is what it is, but I, we're all inspired from other things that we see out there, or, you know, I think many designers, I mean, how many designers actually, actually create things, you know, who does, yeah. like who creates like the, um, who, like how many Chanel's and Dior's are there out there that they actually probably can, can change. Like remember those sandals and platforms that everybody's wearing? Like five years ago, we we're like, ew, like who wears those yeah. shoes? I called them grandma shoes and now everybody's wearing grandma yes. shoes. <laughs> right,
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's also, it's funny because so often we were very much in our heads and like the store owner was clearly thinking that your daughter was going to cap here or whatever. And, you know, even with, within ourselves and, you know, in social situations or when we go out or whatever it is very often we put ideas into our heads that are not reality. Like we think that people care more than they care. And it, 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 like more, I guess I should say like judging when no one's, everyone's
1: focused on themselves. Do you know what I mean? Right. We assume like, I wish I actually asked somebody, I'm like, should I approach them and say something? And I'm told, no, like, don't like, really? yeah, I was told like, don't even bother. I mean, like, just leave it alone because like yeah. what am I gonna I, am I gonna convince them like you know if tie-dye t-shirts are installed and every brand is selling tie-dye t-shirts if they think that we copied our tie-dye t-shirt I guess yeah. it is what it is I'm not going to convince them that you know what we are or how I I feel sorry for them because there is there's so there is competition out there and if you're not going to accept the competition and you have to also believe that there's a god out there yeah. that has um You know, obviously we're not, we're not perfect. I mean, we had a, we had another brand to open up a store on our block in bar park and our landlord rented him space, a very similar brand. Obviously I don't think that let's say the landlord should have done that, but he did. And there's nothing we could do about it. And we let it go. And you know what though, it actually increased sales. So my husband says, you know what, you should say, thank you. So (laughs) I'm saying you just have to believe if whatever God has in store for you is what it's going to be. You know, obviously you shouldn't open up two pizza stores next to each other, but
0: (laughs) right, right. you also have to
1: believe that there's a reason and a purpose for everything.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. um, But what I'm referring to really is that idea of, you know, as women, we tend to worry about what people are thinking about the way we look, about our outfit, about our makeup, about our hair, whatever it is. When in reality, it's the same idea. That no one is is analyzing what you're wearing. No one is judging you. No one is thinking about the few
1: pounds that you may have gained or lost or whatever. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think most people notice. That's like going back to the happy situation. I think most people just notice positive energy because, yeah, you know, obviously you care. You as a person care what you're wearing more than anybody else, right? If you're gonna wear the garbage bag and you're you're happy in the way the garbage bag. People are not going to remember really the garbage, but they're going to remember how. Oh my gosh, she was such a she was so much fun. She was so happy. She was she was a pleasure to be around. And if you're miserable and you're walking around that party miserable, they'll feel that you're miserable. I mean, yeah. it, you know. I mean, obviously, we all go to weddings and we all be like, okay, the bride. I mean, most brides look beautiful. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there was ever a time where I came back and I said that the the bride was like, didn't look <laughs> good, right? all brides are beautiful so really i always say like when you're picking out a gown just you as long as you love your gown because really i think every bride i've ever seen in my life has been beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah because when you're happy you're beautiful and when you put that effort anyway into your hair or makeup does it really matter i think it matters most to the person that's that's doing it you know like when you see a picture of yourself most people will see a general picture of everybody and it looks good you're the one that's going to notice yourself first and say, Oh my gosh, look at my hair was out of place or my <laughs> or my makeup was, it was running, you know?
0: Right. For sure. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, you're the only one who cares and notices no one else. Even it's like, it's so funny, you know, on Instagram, I'll see people do, do this and I hope, I don't think you ever did this, but you know, so I'm sure you were all wondering where I've been for the past few days. I haven't posted, like no one cares. Like literally no one realized. Right. I mean, and maybe you still realize, okay, that one person that maybe you watch. Oh, and the, wor- is-
1: and, and the worst part is when they come on, they say, so I know you're all been wondering where I was. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. It's okay to be off. Like sometimes even like, like off my season in the summer, I try to post things there, but sometimes I'm not as active and sometimes I am. But maybe again, I can't judge as well, because maybe somebody who has a personal account. see so you like, you're Carmela, I'm kiddishi right? Yeah. You're not in a chummy. And, 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 and certain people are not like, I don't know. I I have friends that when they were off, people did, some people did message them like, is everything okay? Are are you okay? Like, you know, but most people don't care. Right. I mean, you also see that you also see those accounts where people are like, they go off, they come back, they go off, they come back. It's okay. It's okay. I think everybody's happy to welcome people back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and how do you feel about, you know, what, I guess I would love your take on the, the, idea of everyone trying to become like famous and you know where is that coming from what why does what why does our society have that make make it creates that, such a pressure to be like that famous instagram person or that famous whatever it is you know like what's the deal with that where do you think it comes from
1: So i think it's a little bit of a deep question actually because you know growing up, right, it was, it was the Hollywood stars that were famous, right, so you would pick up a People magazine, and what Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had to say, everybody's like, Ugh. right, then COVID came, and social media came, I think the Brad Pitt's and the Jennifer Aniston's, they, yes, they did go out at one time, for those people that did not know that, <laughs> um, but I'm saying for the, for, or they were married, were they married, they were they're, married, They're were. Married. Yes, they, <laughs> right, they were married, so, but today, I think social media took over, like, I, like, like, hello, Hollywood, but, like, Social media took over, so it's a different thing. And what became famous today is the people that just built up big accounts and the regular people. I mean, my girls are telling me somebody, Charlie D'Amelio, like on TikTok, right? She's got like, I think she has probably the most followers. And what is she's a dancer, right? So she became the superstar. Versus again, the Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, she's Hollywood. Yeah, she she she's an actress. She does movies. But I think today to be famous is so much more. And I think a lot of Wealthy people went onto social media because they were—I don't think—I were, don't want to say that they were bored, because it's not nice to say—but they probably were looking for what to do, and social media became their 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 office. It became their job. And I now, where does somebody who's wealthy and now has time, how do they? What do they do? Because they don't need the money, so they're doing it for for fame. They're doing it for fame.
0: So, what do you think is the reason? why people feel, feel this desperate need for fame. Because of social media,
1: because everything's, everything is, is out there, social media and everything's instant gratification. Right. Um, I think also like with vacations, you know, that like, I think, I think it's a record amount of people that want to go on vacation in the summer. Now, if you're looking on Instagram, which I do, you should see everybody's going to the South of France and everybody like, all of a sudden all these places opened up and like, you can't find hotels. I think everybody thinks like that's what they need to do. And like, again, I blame it on social media, whether for good or for bad or, or, but social media is to blame for a lot of the stuff that's going on politically and, and, and think emotionally. I don't know what the right answer is, honestly. I don't think there's a right answer.
0: I am really just wondering what your opinion is because I mean, I think it has a lot to do with people feeling invisible. I think that's part of it. I think that, and I mean, people
1: have, I think with social media, people have a voice, which is very scary because like, the crazies have a voice too,
0: yeah.
1: and and people that never. I was just telling somebody the other day. Growing up, we knew who our president was. You we were lucky if we knew our president, and if I knew our mayor, maybe I didn't even know the governor. Right? <laughs> Today, growing up, we know our people in Congress. Who knew that? Like growing up, everybody has a platform and everybody has a voice. So now, the person that's sitting in their room or the the introvert all of a sudden has a platform. Right? They can put the screen on. It's their friend and all of a sudden they have a place to talk or for the shy person. Now I have a place to talk because I can delete it. I can put it back. I can do, I can do what I want. I think it just gave a lot of access to people that would never have access. I was interviewed on a recently, a couple of months ago on a TV station about the whole COVID thing. I don't know how many, I think one, I did not tell people that I was being interviewed, but I think one person, one who Did not know about the interview, called me and go, Oh, I saw you on TV. Who watches TV today? <laughs> right. So, so it's not even that's not the the I think social media gave a a, a a platform to so many people, so much more. And it did first of all, it did great for people's businesses. I think it became a business platform. Yeah. And um I don't know where it's gonna continue to go and where it's gonna go from here, but it just gave people um, access to where they never had before. I mean, how many, again, how many Jennifer Aniston's or you know, were there before? You had to be picked up by a talent agency. You had to work, you had to, you, you, sorry, someone tried to call me. You had to, you had to work hard for it. Um, today, it's so much easier. And also you see a lot of talent that comes out because not everybody was going to an agency to, to be discovered, right? Now people are getting discovered naturally. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: it's, it's interesting. It's like,
1: interesting. I didn't go, I didn't go to college to become a physical, like in my days, all the girls went all the, from girls, the religious girls went to become physical therapists, speech therapists, and OT PT, sonographer, some, some sonography. <laughs> I didn't do that. Cause it wasn't for me. And all of a sudden, like social media, actually, I have to thank social media for that for me that I didn't know where I fell like in the business. And all of a sudden, like I had wings and I was able to, to be me, and I was able to to do good for a business. I did, I did actually, I did um, go for marketing. I never finished college, but <laughs> shouldn't tell people that. But I, I did it, But I did go for marketing, and that was my key because it was it 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 was, it was always my natural born talent. So, um, I, it gave me a platform to do it. Right, for sure.
0: No, that's 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 a really great point about you know having everyone has a platform. So people are utilizing that, taking advantage of it. And they should, which is great. When people,
1: when people, when people ask me, like, how do I get started on Instagram? I remember a couple of years ago, people asked me, I'm like, just be you, just be you. Don't think twice. Don't, don't look back and just keep going. Cause as long as you're you, people are going to love you for being you. So true. I went to a social media class that was given a couple of years ago by two, let's say, well-known people who were on time was Instagram. And I wasn't, I was just starting. And I just met, actually, I have to say Charlene Aminoff. And um, I, I, I thought her name was Golly When I first met her, I'm like, hi, Golly," <laughs> And she's like, Charlene, nice to meet you. She actually was my, one of my, I call my angel. She knows it because she's like, oh my gosh, I love your clothes. I love your stuff. Just, I'm going to take your clothes. I'm going to blast you in. And she did. And I remember I was just about to go into the social media class. And she's like, "Golly, you don't need it. She's like, just follow my lead. Just take it and end and it. So I have to credit probably both. I probably was already on my way to doing it on my own, but really it has to come from within. There's no real tools. I think today learning on social media is harder than it was a few years ago because yeah. today with the reels and the TikToks, like my girls helped me, I'm honest. I don't, I, I, I have too much on my plate to even know how to do that stuff, so.
0: Right, it's interesting because you're one of the few brand owners who still take care of your social media. You know, I know because I
1: feel. I'll tell you why I'm afraid to. I at one point I probably have to get more help. I actually told my husband last night I need an I need an assistant. I don't even know how to get one, because (laughs) who wants to deal with me? But I (laughs) but I I do need it. It's very it's very hard. I don't know how many people do it on their own, and I think the reason why I have a hard time letting it go is because I built it up because of it because because I put my myself into it so if I give it over how are they going to put me into it so it's going to lose a little bit of its of its glitter by the way they did call me glitter growing up I was always they called me (laughs) I could see that I was I was glitter so I am glitter that's exactly who I was (laughs) all over the place (laughs) (laughs) I could see that you have a sparkle
0: for sure for sure did you you know I Obviously, you know, it's pretty obvious that you're a very confident person um, and you should be, but were there, was there ever a time that you struggled with either loving a you know, certain part of yourself or um, accepting yourself for the way you, you were?
1: Of course. First of all, I, I think I give off a more confident um, persona than I actually am. I think my husband is much more confident than me. And I think we balance each other out because uh, everybody has who what makes them who they are. Um, I won't give away all my secrets cause then I'll be telling the whole world who I am and what I am. But <laughs> of course I struggle with my, with my, whether it's with my confidence, whether it's ex- self, ex- being accepted, whether it's being loved. Um, we all want to be loved. Yeah. And I think with the end of the day, we all want to be accepted and we all want to be appreciated. And I think self-worth, I always, that's, I, I tell my husband, do Whatever you do, don't take away my self-worth. Because if 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 I'm confident, I'm gonna do good for the brand. And <laughs> right. it's true, because if I feel confident about something and we we all struggle, I think, I think we all have to deal with our struggles. I think yeah. we all have to face our struggles. I think accepting our struggles. And somebody asked me a very good question yesterday, actually. Like when I was talking about um, this friend of mine that was moving, because obviously it's very hard on me and i love her and i'm going to miss her and it's very hard for me to let go of what we had yeah. not that we're losing things in the future it's just it's going to be different yeah and this person asked me but so that's happening anyway but why do you think you you're you're feeling that way and I, I i don't know the answer to that question like why am i feeling so lost or hurt or or scared we all have we all have our we all have what makes us who we are and i think um a good friend, the good spouse.
0: Support system.
1: Right. And, it do, and support system doesn't just mean listening to somebody because sometimes you have to shut them up too because sometimes they have, they need to be shut up. Right, right. But um, I think it's just giving somebody the confidence of, um, of accepting when they're going through something, accepting when, um, you know, we all have personal things, whether it's family, whether it's business, whether it's you're dealing with things with your children, life is happening and life's not easy. But again, I'm going to go back to working on being happy because if you work on being happy, sometimes it's reading that self-help book. Sometimes it's um, taking yourself shopping. if That's what makes you happy. Sometimes it's um, watching a good movie, reading a good book, or just vegging out and taking a hot bath, whatever it is that makes you accept. And also when you go through a hard time, it's also accepting that you're going through a hard time and nothing stays the same, meaning it's going to change and accepting those changes. And I'm talking to myself while I'm saying that out loud, because accepting those changes and and nothing happens with no reason. So if, if God puts it that change then you need to go through that change, or you need to go through that. Everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah, no, I love those. They're they're tangible ideas, and that's great. It's you know, it's working on accepting your, you know the situation that it's a reality, whatever it is, and also that trying to work on your happiness because if you master those two things, then you're pretty you're pretty good to
1: go. You know, I think also like. You know, finding wherever you work, I think that's what's what's the thing. Wherever you work, everybody has their strengths, like almost like when the way they dress. Finding what you're good at, knowing you're good. If you're good at numbers, if you're good at fashion, if you're good at um, organizing, right? I'm not such a great organizer, but if you say those people that are great at organizing, use your skills and build on those skills. Make that work for you. So if you're a good social person, make that work for you. If you're a good, organizer, make that work for you. Find what you're good at. And everybody's good at different things. So that's okay. That's what makes us good. Find what you're good at. And also accepting everybody for who they are. Um, meaning that not every friend is going to be, not every friend is there for you for when you're feeling down. And not every friend is, is there for you. Know who your friends are and know who to talk to at, at certain times of your life. and know And know to accept that nobody is perfect. And it's okay. Yes. Meaning don't expect, if you're that social person, or that happy person. Don't expect that person who's not all the time social and happy to all of a sudden turn around and be social and happy because they're that's not what they are. But you, but you do love them or you do care for them for what they are and who they are. So it's okay. Accept that for what they accept that or who for who they are and what they are. Yes, I love that. Um,
0: that's what, actually one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got. Or um, actually, I might have just heard it somewhere. But regardless, it was about not everybody could be everything to you. And I think it was actually in regards to dating, which was interesting. I had a fr-
1: I think I had a friend, I was, I'm like, I'm going through such a hard time. And like, they're not, they're not calling me up and saying, are you okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. but that that person is not going to do that for me because she's not, or he's not that type of person. And he never was that type of person. And I still, what attracted me to that person, whether it's a boy or a girl, <laughs> what attracted me to that person, no, I mean, as a I meaning, boy to boy, girl to girl, whatever right, it is, right, right. what attracted me to that person was the certain thing about them. It wasn't that they were the person that said, are yes. you okay today? So it's honestly, when you do find that person that has it all, hold on to them because it's very rare. It's, I think it's very, very rare. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And even in a spouse, like you're not gonna, you know, I love my husband, I do, but he's he's not like, you know, my husband doesn't go food shopping. Okay. I could tell him a list of like five things. It's like, can you buy me the bread, milk, juice, and eggs? He'll come home with the bread and I'll say, what happened to the other stuff? I'll say, like, what like what happened to the other stuff? And he'll be like, you don't need the other stuff. So <laughs> and then I hear about the other husbands, like, you know, they'd love to go food shopping. And it's not my husband. He ain't going food shopping. So <laughs> I guess we all have to accept each other for for what they we're capable of and who we are.
0: Yes. I love that because it's not only about self-acceptance, it's also also about accepting everyone else.
1: And I struggle with that too. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I'm human. I'm normal. I mean, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. And it's okay. It's okay to have a down day. It's okay to be, it's okay to be sad. You know, it's, it's okay. As long as you don't take it to any extreme, you know, it's okay. It's okay course
0: yeah yeah for sure we all do we all have we have all those hard days you know um but it's also when when you the first step is awareness you know what I mean so when you're aware of what's going on or what you need at the moment or who you need whatever like that's that's the way to freedom really it's just
1: to be aware and then you can work on whatever it is that you need right right And life's not perfect. I know social media sometimes portrays people that life is perfect, but life's not perfect. And you hear that sometimes like these big bloggers, they go through, you know, I I, am thinking I might have people that went through miscarriages or people that went through, you know, certain things, people, it happens, or people never go through tragedies and all of a sudden their life's on social media. No one should ever know those tragedies, but I'm sure it makes it harder, even harder. For sure. When your life is displayed out there. Yeah, absolutely. And also, to people could think that, like some people also vision me, and they say, "Wow, she does so much." But I have to tell everybody that having a good support system around you, and nobody said you have to do it all. And my my husband, who actually runs the business, and I mean, we run it together, I guess. But he does his thing, and we hire a staff and people that help us do things because you cannot do it alone. It's impossible to do it alone. And I think knowing we, we each know our places. And, um, obviously it crosses over many, many, many times, but I think having a support system and when you think, and you see out there that you think that people are doing it all, nobody's doing it all. Don't kid yourself. You cannot become successful out there. If you think you're doing, if somebody's doing it all, because it doesn't work, you need a support system and you need a team, whatever that is, whether it's one person, two
0: people, five or 10. Okay. So let me ask you a question, the question that I ask everybody, which is okay. if you had one message to mm-hmm. give over to the next generation of women,
1: what would that message be? To, I think, I think to, with everything that I know that's going on in the world out there, to be accepting of who you are, to be accepting of other people and stop judging everybody and every, stop judging. There's so much judgment out there and everybody believing that i I know what's better or I know what's right, and it's that it's okay to be different. And it's okay to be to be unique, but I don't have to push my beliefs or my personality on you. I don't have to convince people should stop trying to convince people, be yourself, be you, be accepting, be loving. And I guess I'm going to go back to it. I know you're not going to like this one, but just be happy in your own skin and not having to prove the points of, of why I'm right and why she's wrong. I think being accepting, I think being accepting, being loving. And I think taking people, telling people to take, to take a chill pill. People need to relax. (laughs) We need to go back to our basics of like, there's, there's too much pressure out there. There's too much tension and people need to just, take it take it take it people need just to, to take it a notch down I think um self- love self care and acceptance I would say are my top three because if we have all that I think the world really would be a better place and um I think with social media again, women have have ballooned into to being a person, but we also, we don't have to prove ourselves that I'm a woman, hear me roar. I hate that because I'm a man, hear me roar. I'm a woman, hear me roar. And I feel like we all have the beauties of who we are and what we are, accepting for who we are without having to show and prove what we are. We all know who we are and um, just be a person. I don't know, I don't, I don't think it matters if you're, you're saying what woman to tell the woman of the next generation that you're capable of being anything and everything you want to be. And, and, um, and, and, and more, I think, I think by the way, seriously, social media has given a platform to women even more so than men. And, um, we need to use it to our benefits and to also learn how to wheel it back. I mean, most people that I follow are women. Most people that follow other people are women. And, um, it really gave a platform to women out there, and we need to use it to our benefits. And we need to use it. We need to utilize it properly.
0: I totally agree. Yeah, no, I love that. It does go back to being happy because when you're happy with yourself, then you know you're able to withstand the pressures that come at you from external
1: pressures. You know, so it's And I within. think also like for the next generation to, to to really set boundaries. And I hate using that word because I feel like it's so technical and psychological and all that. When I say my, when I t- say to myself boundaries, is to and I have to teach that to myself too. Like when to say enough is enough, when to to when I need to put the phone down, when I need to listen. I still come home. I make my son supper. I make my kids. I say my son because he's my baby, but I make my kids supper every single night to the point where I'm on now this podcast and my son's standing in the background going, oh, "What's for supper?" You know. So I think um to stay true to who you are, whatever it is. If you're, you know um, to be a good person is, is key. I think people are losing themselves. I think people are forgetting who they are and what's really important in life. And I also want to tell people to, to not forget to be nice because we all grow, we all age and, um, being nice goes a long, long way and being kind. I think being kind, I think we all need to be kind. And I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because, you know, when we're all starting out, it's very easy to be kind because you want people to accept you and to love you. And then when you get to the top, you're like, oh, they're only saying hello to me now because like, I'm super famous, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think um, not to forget that um, we all have highs and lows, right? And nobody really stays on top forever. And um, so I think to build yourself from within, because there's always going to be those balances in life. and if you don't have that proper groundwork, it's a slippery slope. That's what I would say. so the, the the I think being accepting, being loving, being kind, and I know it's a very generic term, but I really mean it because at the end of the day, even the even the Kim Kardashians out there, they need the love and they need acceptance and they do close the screens, and they are normal. Everybody's you. Everybody's human. At yes. the end of the day, we're all human, and um, I think the world really, really—and I mean this—I feel like Michael Jackson really would be a better place if we would all, you know, we would all just be accepting and kind, and to people get rid of them. This, this, who's more famous, and who's, who's you know, I have to tell you something. I love giving my stuff to people that are not necessarily the most famous. I like it to be generic. Like when the regular person tags me in a picture of with their kids actually living in the clothes, I sometimes appreciate that more when the person that like, you know, props them up on the stand and not to say that I don't appreciate those two. Of course I do, but but I accept it all. It's all good.
0: Right. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we've both been in, so, in the social media world for a while now that we've seen people's evolution from starting their account and trying really hard and then all of a sudden, you know, getting to a certain point where they feel like they're successful and maybe not treating
1: people the way they should be, you know? A hundred percent. And by the way, it's just funny how like things do come around. Like so at the end of the day, you may need that perk. You don't know who you're going to need down the road. And people don't forget when you are nice, and don't forget when you're, you know, accepting rejection. Sometimes it's okay, and it's hard for me too. Of course, who wants to be rejected, you know? Right. But sometimes it's okay. But like, I guess, just trying to always be kind. You know, I think somebody once told me some influencer that they sent somebody something, and they weren't treated nice, and they end up asking it back. I'm like, you don't ask for it back, you know? Sometimes, like, also don't overthink things. Like, sometimes we overthink. And I think I was at a Batcheva event and I think Elizabeth Sutton made a very good comment. She said, um, when you reach out to somebody in social media, she was giving business advice. She goes, when you reach out to people on social media, they don't answer you once, ask again. After four times of asking, then maybe you could say, okay, fine, I did, I did my job. Because sometimes people are busy and they like they're not, they're not responding to you, not because they don't want to, but because they're busy. So, you know. But be, just be nice and be kind and give totally. people, the, I guess, we give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes, you know?
0: Yes, that too. How often have you opened the message? So it says seen and then you get distracted by something and you were totally not ignoring that person. You literally just got distracted, you know? So people like we, we think too much, oh my gosh, she saw the message, she didn't respond. You know, just send another one,
1: you know? Correct. Right. Especially if it means that, I mean, I've had that, especially on social media where people ask me questions and I probably couldn't answer at the time because I didn't know the answer. And then I just closed it. And then I, I feel better. And I try to really, I really try to give people respect on Instagram in terms of when they ask me, I try to answer. So I'll, normally I should say like, I don't know the answer to that. If I don't have that answer, I like remind me another time, but sometimes it's even hard to like answer that. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure there are times where like I was in the middle of a photo shoot and I had a travel agent who contacted me. and I'm like, okay, just book it, just book it. Cause I couldn't answer. And she's like, but you told me, I said, you booked it. She goes, yeah, you told me to, I'm like, Oh, I was in the middle of a photo shoot. I couldn't even like respond properly. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's hard when you're, I think also get help when you need it. I think I need help sometimes. And I, you know, I, I'm a, I, I'm a doer cause I feel like I need to do it myself. Um, ask for help. I think ask for, also ask for help when you need it. And, um, be happy with, your, with yourself, try to be the kindest person, friend, spouse, mother, sister. You know? you know, for my family also, you know, as I was in social media, my family was also like, oh, she's on social media, she doesn't care about us or she doesn't need us. And it's not true. Just because I'm trying to work hard out there on social media, it doesn't mean, because I'm there, that doesn't mean that I don't love you or that I don't want you. So balancing is very, sometimes balancing is hard you know, until they understood and, and they, they accepted certain things.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just one, you know, part of your life. It's, it's your work life, you know? So it's, it's very different than your day to day life. Correct. Interactions.
1: Correct. People should also know that they're never like, you know, people say like, oh, I'm too old to start this now. No, don't big mistake. You're never too old. Some people, Literally, I was the late bloomer. I got married a little later. I had kids a little later. And um, you're never too old to start. If you have a dream, go for it. Try. And if you, don't, if you fail, it's okay. We'll try something else. So don't ever think that you're too old. I know so many people who started businesses, um, not when they were 20 or 25. So it's okay. Okay. That's also another good piece of advice. And and sometimes when you're young, by the way, it's not the right time. You know, when you're, if you're starting families or if you're starting married life or it's, it's hard, it's actually very hard and you don't have that knowledge. And there's a reason why they say that as you get older, you do get more knowledge because it's so true. Right. Like I see sometimes even with young people, there is an age gap because there's certain things that they don't understand yet. And you understand things better a little bit later on. So um, I think that's an important thing to say that you're never you're never too old to start. And also being on social media, like people think okay, I'm too old to be on social media. You're never old to be on social. You're you're as old as you are here, you know? So if you feel young and you feel that you're your age, there's no there's no there's no age limit, whether it's on social media and whether it's on um in real life or starting a business or what or whatever you do. Getting married, it's never too late. So it's you know, everybody has their time to shine and everybody shines at different times of their life. Like like literally, I could tell you so many stories where everybody shines at different times. And and it's okay. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I see it. And also not everybody's for not everybody's cut out to be in business. And not everybody wants to be in business, right? There's people that are into baking, into cooking. Like everybody does what's good for them. Some people want to be that stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home grandmother, you know, everybody has what makes them what makes them t- tick, and just because also you see people out there that are living these glamorous lives. By the way, some of them are probably not so glamorous. I mean, I don't know specifically anybody that's you know happy or not happy, but I'm saying don't believe everything you hear and don't believe everything you see, and just don't take it so hard and so 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 seriously because um, everybody's out there just trying to struggle and trying to make their way in life, and. Um, and in and, 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 and every aspect of life, there's always the next, you know, having the babies, buying that house, buying that car, marrying off your kids, it doesn't stop. So if you think like, oh, if I just would find that the right guy, or if I would just find that right business, guess what? I have a secret to tell everybody. It doesn't stop because then you, then when you're marrying off your kids or then when you're, you're it doesn't stop. So I think at certain points you got to take it all in, sit down, have that cup of coffee and say, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay where I am and I'm okay with what I'm doing. Not to say you shouldn't strive to be the best that you are. You know, don't sit back and say, well, if God wants me to have a business, I'll it'll fall in my hands. Sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. So you got to go for it, go for it. Yeah. Just keep going. And don't think of what people are going to say, all the crickets out there and, um, whatever you say in life is you're meant to say. And if you feel strongly about something like I've, i you know, if somebody tells you, Oh, like, don't say that, don't do this. You be, you, you be you. And, and everyone's going to love you for who, when you're, when you're you. So I think that's the best piece, piece of advice. I think I can, I think I finalize it. You be you. <laughs> and, I love um, that. and learning who you are and um, making you Shine and making you better and and um and not everybody has to be friends by the way. You know, like there's some people on Instagram like, oh my gosh, did you see this person? Like, she's amazing. And I may not think she's amazing because everybody has different chemistries and everybody has what makes them click and everybody has what makes them work. You don't have to be friends with everybody. And you no, don't it's have to so true and we don't have to like everybody, right? I can tell you, let's say all the all the supermodels that we've had growing up, right? Do we all agree that the same supermodels, the prettiest one? No, we all have who we think is pretty and who we think is, you know, everybody has their own different what makes them work. Totally, totally. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, in terms of just in general, like a business, I think the best piece of advice is like, and I speak to I speak to a lot of strong female business people out there, and there's certain people that I ask certain business questions, and then there's certain people that I ask, let's say the more of the personal questions, and then there's you know everybody i think taking the good from everybody is like also what's very important is like to get yeah. to get the thing and i think also having a very good support system i think is key because like if you have a good support system whether it's your spouse whether it's your mother brother sister and then like somebody's going to give you that support where you know you're it's, yeah, okay so if you mess up it's okay you know it it, it happens Also, don't be so, also not to be so hard on yourself. I have him being that such a perfectionist that it's like, they don't portray like that perfect image or that perfect thing. They're like, oh my gosh, I look terrible. I sound terrible. I'm like, okay. Okay. Like people are always asking me like, where, do you like this dress? Should I wear this? I never ask people what to wear personally. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Obviously if I put something on, my husband will say he never gets involved in that, but he'll say like, Oh, you're wearing that? Then I know I'm in trouble because he never says that. What you do, you'll excel at anything you do. You could sell paper plates. You could sell pens. You could sell cat food. It doesn't make a difference. Whatever your passion is, you know. Whatever your passion is, do what you do best. And it's funny. Like people ask me, like, did I start fashion because I always loved fashion, and I was blessed that it was given to me. And and um, I love what I do. I do love what I do. And I love meeting new people, and I love. Um, I'm so grateful, and I don't take it for granted every single day of doing what I do. And I also, I love to be busy. I need to be busy. You know, people say like, "Oh, you know, when COVID came, when they tell everybody they have to stay home." Oh my God, I was in trauma. I needed therapy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, we're going to sit in our houses, and we're, who are we going to talk to? Like, what are we going to do? And that was that was hard for me. And some people loved it, right? They were like, "Oh my gosh, we could be home. And we could start cooking, cooking and baking." I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to be busy. So during COVID, my husband and my daughters were filling waters in the warehouse. They were doing it themselves because I think we're all like that in this family. We need to be, we're doing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So you need to keep growing, whatever it is.
0: So true. Yeah, yeah, It's great.
1: Okay, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Um, Instagram, back to social media. Probably kittychicusa.com, or sorry, kiddish, at, at usa is probably the most where they would know more about me. If somebody has a question they should not be afraid to ever ask me, I think, um, or approach me. Adele also at Adele NY um, is probably the easiest way to reach me uh, or to ask me. I guess email also, but I think the best way is social media.